Hi, welcome to Venture Scaler. I'm Sasha, three-time head of people at Venture Back Startups. And I'm Jake, three times ops and growth leader from the Venture Back Startup circuit as well. And we're here dropping all of our best tips on how to scale your startup. Hey, thanks so much for joining us again. I'm Sasha. I'm Jake. And this is Venture Scaler. Today, we are talking about closing your candidates. And this is a a tough thing yeah. uh, sometimes. I never like to hear no when I've found my ideal person that I want to bring into the organization. So we're going to take you through three things that we like to focus on to get them to say yes. Yes to the dress, as yes I like to, to say. Say yes to the dress. <laughs> um, so our three big things, always be closing. We'll talk about how to do that throughout the entire interview process. How to tell an equity story, if that's something that's part of your compensation offer. Yep. Um, and then how to create a really incredible offer experience as an extension of the candidate experience. Right. So those are our three things. Enjoy. Yeah. So in terms of always be closing, no, it's like a sales term. That's mm -hmm. kind of how we're thinking about it a little bit. Yep. Of this Hundo is under <laughs> OP. So this process now, you get to a certain point with a candidate uh, as like a hiring manager, I'm sure as like head of people, where you just have that top candidate, you wanna close them. Mm -hmm. I know when I have those conversations, I flip into, into sales mode. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna talk about some of the things you can do and that you can like pepper in throughout the interview process, but mm -hmm. also at the end to try to solidify the, the yes and to help really like, you know, maximize the potential yeah. for close. So the thing that I think about is creating FOMO. What could you tell or share with this candidate that would make them feel like, oh, like I need to be a part of this team, right. either their team or their culture, their growth, maybe it's comp, maybe it's the role itself, maybe the state of the business. What about us is so fabulous that they cannot say no? And how to create this, this environment of FOMO. Yeah. I think about it coming from like a startup ops background of finding the value proposition mm -hmm. for the candidate. So what about this, what about our company? What about this role is really gonna speak to something that they're looking for as a candidate. Yeah, unique to them. Right. And if you watched one of our previous episodes on it, screening your candidates, there's mm -hmm. one question that we always ask in the first interview, which um, is around why this role, why this company, and usually in that, they'll start dropping hints right. unintentionally about what's important to them. So maybe they'll say, oh, I saw an article or a video of your team culture online. It looked amazing. I'm just looking for a great team. I just want to work with amazing people. Yep. Maybe they'll say like, I'm obsessed with building startups. I saw that you just raised funding. I want to get you from here to here. Or maybe they, I'm trying to think of other examples. I'm well, coming up short. One really good example that I've actually had recently mm -hmm. was I had a candidate who talked about how excited they are about learning and how mm. important that is for them. So they just like hyper focus on like, they're reading all these books and blogs and different things. So. The, the goal there, though, is to find that thing that they're really excited about and tell the story about how this job, this company can offer them that. So yeah. for learning, I started talking about, oh, think about like, here's all the opportunities within this job that you'll have to learn mm -hmm. and the things you'll be able to learn and areas you're going to be able to level up in and things that I can get you exposure to that are might fall slightly outside of this role mm -hmm. to help you learn all these different areas. So yeah, I think about it in terms of the value proposition for the candidate, FOMO, the fear mm -hmm. of missing out, totally. same idea. You're, you're 
finding something that they're excited about and building that up as a selling point. Yeah. One thing I will say as a caveat, mm -hmm. be super honest oh, yeah. with everything that you say. Do not overhype. There's nothing worse than over-promising and under-delivering on expectations that you set with a candidate. We've drawn analogies to a sales process. It's the same when a salesperson promises things in a product or a service yeah. and they can't deliver and it feels super crappy. So yeah. you know what happens <laughs> when that when, when the salesperson over promises, you lose the customer and they churn. And the same I've seen it happen. Same things happens <laughs> with great candidates when you oversell them mm -hmm. the opportunity and they come in and they're like this isn't even close to what you talked about. Yep. The culture's not there. The the roles and responsibility, like the responsibilities of this role, not even close. Uh, we don't have the, like the budget, the team, and you lose that person. Mm -hmm. And now you need to go back and do it all over again. So mm -hmm. yes, 100%. Hundo wanna, P. Hundo P. We're getting it trending. Very, be very transparent and honest with those expectations. Mm -hmm. All right, so part of always be closing and selling them. One piece of that's going to be comp. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different things you can talk about when it comes to comp and getting them excited. Yeah. Right? Base salary, the the benefits, some of those like fringe benefits mm -hmm. that kind of like tie into culture and the workplace and that experience. But another big piece, which is number two that we're talking about, is the equity that may come with uh, your compensation package. So that's it's my equity dance. <laughs> I'm gonna make that a thing. <laughs> Every video we do, we talk about equity. So, having like well, for backup. Okay. What is equity for those? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Back it up. Back it up. Back it up. When you talk about like, what does that mean? When you right. say equity for for candidates or for employees? Great question. And this probably deserves a whole other episode that we'll Done. probably do later. Sure. <laughs> Maybe the links like right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we talk, when I talk about equity, so most people don't know what that means, mm -hmm. uh, unless they've worked at a startup that offered equity, uh, stock options, ISOs. Uh, unless they've had those before, they might not understand what it is. And even the folks, I've had folks who have had options and equity, and they still don't <laughs> don't get it. I still don't fully understand everything. <laughs> let's be clear. So, talking about equity, the idea is that. Uh, part of your, like all the stock options of the company mm -hmm. that as a, typically as a venture-backed company when you're raising rounds mm -hmm. of, of venture capital, part of the shares mm -hmm. and part of that, that equity pool mm -hmm. is carved out as a stock option pool. Typically like in any round, you're carving out 10 to 15% of the mm -hmm. round as stock options for future employees. Right. So those options then are provided as a part of a compensation package of a certain value at a certain strike price, all those things, but that's part of the compensation package. And those those shares and the story that you tell around those mm -hmm. is that as the company grows and becomes more valuable and gets higher valuations, those options become more valuable and you can buy them and then sell them at a higher price and mm -hmm. earn potentially a lot of money. Yeah. And so we, we will do another yeah. episode on more deep diving into that. Maybe we'll bring on some fancy people who Ooh. know more about it. Mmm, guess. <laughs> but educating your employees on what stock options are and how to exercise and do they owe anything and are they mine? Like you get questions all the time. Oh, so yeah. make sure to properly educate your employees, especially once they're on the team. But there's the storytelling component, the... I feel, 
like just, I don't want to sell them on it, but the storytelling of the opportunity, like what these could be, yeah. is a big piece. Because as a startup, you might not be able to compete with some of like the larger companies. You're not going to be able to compete with Google or Facebook or like mm -hmm. those types of offers because you're probably not gonna be able to compete on base salary or bonuses yep. or things like that. Mm -hmm. So as a smaller company that's you know on the path of growing and scaling and it's venture backed, mm -hmm. equity becomes a really big piece. It's the long-term upside of your compensation package. Yep. So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh. <laughs> no, I was just, I think, let's talk about, like how do you position, especially at, at Trainual because mm -hmm you are post-Series A, mm -hmm. you're looking in the future of raising another round, sure. so the, the company is growing, scaling, the valuation will go up, 409A will increase, fingers crossed. How do you position and talk to future candidates yeah. about equity? So I'm super careful not to overpromise. Yes. That's, that's big in everything Number that I one. do. Don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. So I never say you could we will be here or we're going to get to X number of dollars in um, our share price. But I will try to tell a story and I'll give an example in a second. But I want them to I'll give them all the information. Like right now our strike price is X. Our four nine A valuation is Y you have this many number of shares and oftentimes we'll share the percentage of the option pool that they have nice. so they can do some math we try to be really transparent that's, yeah that's very transparent that's great yes yeah, that's great. <laughs> it is um but for people that have never had options before they're like this is not money in my bank right now i can't buy froyo with it which is how what i use most of my money for um so why why do i care and so i like to use examples from either past roles or other startups that i'm aware of and i'll say like, hey when I was at X company, I started when they were uh, immediately post Series A. We were 15 people. We were a million in revenue. Was way underpaid, and I had options. And they ended up having multiple events, equity events, where I was able to exercise my shares. And assuming they understand this language, I was able to exercise my shares in a cashless transaction. So in one day, I made my entire annual salary, and I could pay for my down payment. And these, like, these are huge wins. It takes a lot of hard work and right. a lot of time. So it's not something that's gonna happen next year, but if this is a company that you wanna build, if this is a place you wanna be, these options are yours. And if we build something incredible, you get to share in that win. You get right. to share in the success story of, your, of our business. Yep. And so it's, it's driving the right incentives, creating this feeling of ownership across the organization. There it is. From like super, super junior, customer service reps up through your most senior executives and aligning incentives. We're all building a business and we're optimizing for the value. Yep. And create, and that's by creating value for customers, creating an incredible employee experience. All of these things factor in to that valuation. Yep. Which is like, I care about this a lot, but I care about it through the people lens. How do we make sure we have great people right. who are working really hard and incentivized to help make the company more valuable? Yep. And like, to put a button on it, the the TLDR to a candidate is you get to share in the upside of our company's success mm -hmm. if we're successful. So you get a piece of that that yeah. value if we can create a really valuable company. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that resonate very strongly with the right candidates. Yeah. So it's a definitely a part of the story that you want to tell. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's number two. Yep. The equity story. So number three is around creating a really great candidate experience and an offer experience. Sure, and we had another video earlier on the candidate experience, right. so we won't get into that, 
but the offer experience is, a, is one piece of it. Yep. And continuing to provide an incredible experience for the candidate. And again, FOMO throughout, just peppering and yep. FOMO, where this is such an amazing place, you can't not be here. But Jake, tell me, what does your offer experience look like? Walk me through step by step. Say I was interviewing for a role in your team. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Right. So after the final interview, ideally I've already outlined like what all the steps are in the process. Right. After that final interview, set an expectation around when they should expect to hear back about a decision being made. Okay, clear communication. Right. Very key, mm -hmm. right? Clear communication set expectations on when they should expect to hear something back. Mm -hmm. Worst thing you want to do is just like ghost them. Ghost them. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden you're, they're done with that last interview and they're like, hey, what's what's going on? Did this go to somebody else? Do you mm -hmm. not like me? Did I bomb that last interview? Mm -hmm. So I try to be in that community, be in communication, set the right expectation. Mm -hmm. And then before I send off the actual written offer, mm -hmm. I like to get on the phone and do a verbal offer. So yeah. I think it's super important. I actually try to like, I want to get on the phone with them. I don't want to send them an email. Right. I don't want to, you know, do anything over over text or anything You're like that. You're old school. Yeah. I take it on the phone. Zoom call is, is you know, <laughs> fine. That's great too. <laughs> but I like to try to get on the phone and have a conversation with them about extending the offer. Yeah. So, and it's, I usually just cut right to it. Just like, hey, like really, I have like really exciting news. <laughs> I want to let you know that we are ready to extend the offer to you. Mm -hmm. that, uh, you got the job. Um, I try to, sometimes I, I try to ask the question of, even ahead of that phone call, of, hey, if we were to make an offer, if we were to extend this offer mm -hmm. to you, would you accept? Yeah. Right? So then, you know, getting like buy-in and a yes up front, having that verbal offer call, and on that call, setting the expectations around what is comp. Right base salary, stock options, any bonuses, all those pieces. So setting expectation, like here's what the comp package is, here's what the start date is. Mm -hmm. Those are usually the two big things that you get negotiation mm -hmm. back and forth on. Yeah. Love to hear your, your experience no. with that, yeah. but that's what I've seen. So I try to have a conversation around those things to fast forward through that negotiation step mm -hmm. of, all right, here's what base is, here's start date, does that all sound good, make sense? It's like, yeah, like either like, yes, very excited, mm -hmm. can't wait. Or, oh, uh, you know, like, I thought salary was gonna be here. Could you have any wiggle room on this? What about like, I have questions about X, Y, and Z. So on that phone call, I'm able, I'm able to get all the information I right. need before I draft and send a written offer and have to go through that negotiation and back and forth and sending PDFs and getting mm -hmm. my people ops team involved and right. all that stuff. So I try to do that verbal offer prior right. to the written offer. And we've talked about discussing compensation and timeline and the logistics throughout the entire right. process. There are candidates where we've had a slightly longer process for whatever reason, and I'm texting or calling them once a week to like, hey, just wanna check in, is this still the, the, the right timeline? Yep. Is this comp still okay? And if anything changes on our end, I'll give them an update. Um, I think that's super important in setting expectations. Nothing irritates me more, and this is a personal pet peeve, but it probably doesn't apply universally. But when I make an offer after having this clear communication yeah. throughout the entire process where I'm clear on our budget, they're clear on their expectations, and then they try to negotiate. I'm like, um, 
<laughs> about to rescind that. And I don't know why for me it's so irritating because I'm big on transparency up front right. and it's the honesty and rapport building. Like I'm being real with you, be real with me, let's figure this out and make sure it's the right partnership. I think that's not necessarily normal. Some people don't love it and they're told to negotiate. But I want to know, like going into that, that we've already discussed comp, we're cool with it. Mm -hmm. We've discussed timeline-ish, we're cool yep. with it. If we need to push by a week or two, that's fine. Um, but you really shouldn't have a ton of those like crazy comp conversations like we've talked about when you wait the entire process before bringing it up. And they, they don't hear about compensation right. until they get a written offer letter. Right. You're just setting yourself up, if you do it that way, to either land on a final candidate where you're not aligned on comp and you lose him or her. Right. Or you set yourself up at that point to, okay, now the negotiation process starts. Now let's have conversations about comp <laughs> and benefits and let's go back and forth. Like yeah. you could, the idea is that you do all that work up front mm -hmm. from the very first conversation, right? Yeah. Back to that first screening call so that you can run a really tight streamlined process yeah. and you're not spending any more time than you need. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And for the most part that works for me. I've had a couple people negotiate or ask if there's any wiggle room. And, oh yeah. And again, we'll do more, more videos on comp I'm hyper-focused on fairness and parity internally. So when we set a budget, that's the budget for the role, and we're yeah. looking for a specific skill set to do something. We're very disciplined in that. Yeah. Um, but that may not be the case for other organizations, and there may be wiggle room. Sure, there may be wiggle room. I applied, I, I was like in the conversation with a company, and they were able to come back and say something along those lines when I asked for mm -hmm. like an increase in base. Like, look, we have bands for this position, yeah. and it's across the company. Yeah like every one of your peers is in within this range or at this level. And it's like, right. I respect like, that. Fair, I yeah. respect that. So again, coming back to transparency along the way, mm -hmm. uh, that they were very upfront as well about that. So there. So in summary, closing <laughs> your top candidates. Let's go through it. Top, yeah. top three things. Top three things. Always be closing. That means starting from your first call, whether that's um, selling the company culture, answering their questions in a really cool way. Tip that we didn't talk about before, make sure you have really intelligent, fabulous people doing your interviews because you want to put your best foot forward. Oh my gosh. Stop. <laughs> but really, you want people that are a representation of your brand and make the candidate want to work with that person and they have all the feels and they feel so good. So from the very beginning, have, a, have great people on the phone, talk about the culture and the team and the growth in a really special way. Yeah. Craft your own story, like work with your marketing team to get a story so they can talk about it yeah. in an intelligent way. But also try to find things that are unique to that candidate. Yes. Right, the value prop. This <laughs> Number two. Number two, tell the equity story. Yeah. Um, be honest and upfront about equity if that's something that you're able to offer as part of your compensation package, but then be able to craft a narrative and not just talk about strike price and vesting and here's our schedule and like that. no one cares. Actually, people do care. That was yeah. a lie. People care. But there's something really special about telling that story and getting them excited. Yep. And it's part of the selling process. Yep. And then number three, the offer experience. Yep. Making sure you're clear, transparent throughout the process, but then get them super jazzed Hopefully get the yes on the phone yep. before you send the offer letter and you go back and forth negotiating um, and set the right expectations, which then kicks off an incredible onboarding experience. Correct. Which we'll talk about later. <laughs> uh, 
um, to make sure that, like a customer, you have an incredible experience throughout your sales and onboarding so you don't turn or they don't leave yeah. and you have to backfill them. That awesome. was it. Great. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us and sticking with us. Hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Yeah. But we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to Venture Scaler. If you're listening on a podcast platform, be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. We also have a version on YouTube if you want to watch the show instead. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend, a family member, or anyone else that you think could benefit. And you're also welcome to connect with us on LinkedIn. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time.